Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, it's good to speak to you again. It is good to hear from you again. We are uh, getting our feet wet. For the new season, we've had a good amount of summer league to get through, and I, you know, I think it's the perfect time. Summer league's wrapping up, and it's probably the first, time, the perfect time to go and take a look at summer league, uh, throw some a- analysis out there, uh, see what what we learned from summer league, what we didn't. Um, if people, if everybody's just joining us for the first time, or if you haven't been paying attention because you've been on summer break, uh, welcome back. We did put out a free agency show where we hit some of the big name uh, free agencies, some of the stuff that will affect your fantasy league next year. Uh, And we have a ton of content coming to you uh, over the summer. We're going to be doing uh, rookie drafts. We're going to be talking about projections with the illustrious Mark Roberts. Uh, We are going to be doing reviews of all the teams once free agency settles down, which, you know, settled down pretty quickly. Uh, But today we're going to we're going to focus on summer league. The, the hottest sport on television after the World Cup. Is it? Yeah, people are, love Summer League. I see, like, Summer League's leading off ESPN. Like, people, people don't care about baseball. Well, I always feel like Summer League is just a cool time in the sense that you get to see some rookies play. And you also get to see some players get put in a position that they don't get put in with their regular team. Um I mean, some of these guys I'm sure we're going to talk about, but like someone like Josh Hart, right? Like he's averaging 24 points a game in summer league, and that would never happen on the Lakers because he's never really the number one option. So, I mean, I think you get to see what some of these players could actually do if they were the man on their team. Yeah, and those guys are out there competing. Uh, Half of them are competing for G League spots or European spots overseas and just it's actually competitive basketball even if the talent level – is uh, lower than your average NBA player. And uh, I don't know, competitive basketball is always fun to watch, and it it seems like all the coaches and the players hang out in Vegas and all the writers, beat writers are out out there hanging out and stuff, and it seems like you get a lot of news, a lot of – you get a lot of not rumors, but almost like you get more gossip. Um, out of summer league than you than you do out of like even the draft because like all the assistant coaches and stuff are getting playing blackjack and getting drunk with some beat writer and then they let something slip and it seems like a lot of more of that stuff slips out around this time versus uh, you know right when free agency starts and right around the draft. Hey, you get everybody together for long enough, something's got to come out, right? Yeah, it's, it's Vegas. You only need like two days in Vegas, and those guys are there for like two weeks like that's dangerous life's always dangerous mike you gotta you gotta live life dangerously um so speaking of living life dangerously if you would like to take the risk of playing tyler and i in a listener league uh, we are going to have some uh, special offers coming up for you um should i just tell them tyler should i just uh, do the big reveal at the beginning of the show Sure, put the cat out of the bag. Why not? All right, so uh, thanks to all you listeners out there, um, we we were able to basically 
put together kind of a, I mean, we, we have a, a pretty good listening base. We got a, we get good feedback from people and uh, we were able to put together a, uh, a Patreon for everybody, for all you listeners. And we're going to start offering some like extra benefits and some kind of special, um, I guess, exclusive content, if you will, to our Patreon subscribers out there. And so if you are interested in just supporting the show in general, um, we appreciate really anything, even if it's just feedback on Twitter. But if you're looking to uh, help the show get better and uh, allow us to continue to bring you quality content, uh, we'd really suggest subscribing to our Patreon. And we'd be incredibly grateful. And we'll also be providing you... um, some some exclusive content and so if you go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes um so the name of the podcast is after patreon.com you can sign up to uh be really any tier you want we we decided to provide some different tiers you can sign up to our patreon and uh you'll get some exclusive podcasts that only patreon subscribers are going to get um we're going to give you a shout out on the show that's you know that's probably the most important one of these things but uh entry to some of our listener leagues is going to be through the patreon and we're we we got some higher tier stuff so we're even going to be offering a slack channel for people who just love to talk fantasy basketball and want to talk fantasy basketball with tyler and i um you will get entry to the slack channel also entry to the listener league and uh for the those high spinners out there those lunatics uh, we're going to do some monthly Q&A sessions so we can directly answer your questions about your fantasy league. Uh, we just really feel like this is going to be a better way to get in touch with our listeners and for you to um, basically support the show. So patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, are you excited about this? You, like, it's kind of a big my, deal. You ready for my big unveil? And See, I haven't even told you about this, so this is going to be a double surprise. Double surprise. This is a huge, huge... Uh, episode here this is great okay so i am putting together a dynasty league what and i i'm i'm hoping michael join i haven't asked him yet yeah i didn't even i didn't even heard about this but i'm i'm hoping he'll join and it is going to be for the people of the patreon so so you subscribe to that and you can be part of this great dynasty league i'm putting together um and it's gonna be, it's gonna have a lot of cool things. I think um, it's probably, you know, and obviously not this year, but next year it'll have a rookie only draft. It'll have a lot of the things that um, a lot of people don't see in their regular home leagues, and it'll be really challenging and really fun. So um, that's a good reason to subscribe right there. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm interested. I'm gonna subscribe so I can actually get into this league because Tyler Tyler runs in a very exclusive league. Hey, you gotta you gotta run with the big leagues, man. You gotta you gotta do it. Yeah, our, our listener league went really well last year. Obviously, I was the champion, uh, defeating everybody, including Tyler. You and, didn't. Uh, you never beat me, Mike. I, I, well, you I, never won a head-to-head you, matchup against me. I, I don't remember you winning the league, so I guess I did beat you. Nope, you never won a head-to-head matchup against me. You never will either. All right, you can you can be seventy three and ten or seventy three and nine all you want. I got the ring. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the um, so we'll we'll allow you to choose what kind of listener league you want to be in. If you want to do head to head roto or be in the Tyler exclusive dynasty league, uh, that will be part of the benefits. So we're really hoping we can provide some uh, some extra stuff for for those of you who support the podcast. And really, just any support is 
It's just, you know, it's incredible. So we really appreciate that. Check it out, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. So let's get into Summer League. And I want to talk about someone who Tyler already mentioned. Uh, I believe this dude won the MVP of the Summer League, and that's and that's Josh Hart. Um, kind of played his face-off out there in, in Summer League this year. Really um, took over down the stretch in um in Vegas for the uh Lakers and the Lakers like don't have a ton of talent on their team like they're not the Lakers don't aren't looking that great in my opinion um is jo- has Josh Hart played his way into a a bigger role on this team I, I know that the Lakers might have some moves up their sleeves but um do you think his his play in summer league was uh warranted of any more playing time and if so is it is, is that a fantasy asset well i mean i think we saw it last year too that he kind of kept playing his way into a few more minutes and a few more minutes and a few more minutes as the season went on and, and towards the end of the season i think he was kind of a viable you know kind of fringy fantasy asset in standard leagues and josh hart's one of those guys who he just doesn't do anything like super super fancy like even if you look at his per 36 minute numbers like Six and a half rebounds, two assists, one point two steals, twelve point two points last year, two three pointers. Like nothing super sexy. Um, Forty seven percent field goal percentage, basically, and seventy percent from the line. Like he's not going to do anything super flashy, but he's just kind of one of those guys who does a little bit in every category, and I mean that's useful. The question is really what minutes is he going to get? And I mean, obviously, with the Lakers making all those changes, that's not super a question we can answer at this point. But I think you're going to see Hart somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, at the he's he's 23 years old, and the way he played, like you're saying, the way he played down the stretch, he, he kind of worked his way into that lineup. And um, and let me just give me my theory on summer league. I don't think playing well is good, but it's not a sign of how you're actually going to play. You're playing against rookies and G League talent. So if you're playing well, great, good. But if you're playing bad in summer league, that is a terrible sign. And we'll get to some of those players here in a little bit. But yeah, for, yeah, for Josh Hart, he played he played more than good. He played great. And but yeah, that's but good. he was the number one option too, right? And like, I mean, you saw him running plays where they would just basically feed him the ball, like the second they crossed the half court line and just let him go. Like, yeah. And he with just, LeBron on the team, is that going to happen? Like, no. <laughs> no, not at all. And so that usage definitely won't be there. So those stats, throw all those stats in summer league out the window for every single player. Um, I, I'm not even going to refer to the stats. Well, we might refer to the stats. I'm not going to promise you anything. But Josh Hart's game seems to fit in with a Re- LeBron role player a lot better than some of these uh, secondary guards on the Lakers. And, um, you know, I'm thinking if Josh Hart gets 25-plus minutes, he could be a top 100 fantasy player because, like you were saying, he kind of does a little bit of everything. He's not terribly interesting, uh, but he could sneak his way into the top 100, maybe the top top 120, which if you're in a bigger league, deeper league, um, is, is definitely worth a pickup. Yeah, and I worry that this summer league thing will get him pushed up the board a little bit too high and he'll kind of be overdrafted. I mean, especially because he's a Laker and 
I mean, you, you've seen it already, right? People are going like you're crazy because LeBron's there. Um, yeah, the publicity will be very high for Josh Hart, so you you might gonna get that uh, discount that that you were looking for. Um, but maybe all that will wash away by the time preseason starts. It'll be interesting. The Lakers are going to be interesting. Um, that is that is for sure. Uh, I think there's another shoe to drop there. So we are, we're going to do some team reviews, and we'll probably have to wait a little bit for the, the that Laker team overview because, you know, I, I just think there's someone's got to move off that team. That team makeup doesn't seem to make too much sense. I don't know, man. They, they, they keep asking LeBron who he wants, and they just keep picking up those players. So He just said Lance Stevenson. Give me five Lance Stevensons, please. He likes it when he blows in his ear. Ooh, do you think he does that in practice? One can only assume. I hope so. <laughs> um, so let's talk about a few more uh, second-year players because um, we're going to have a rookie, an entire rookie uh, podcast where we're going to break down the rookies. We're going to rank them. We might even do a little draft. Uh, we're going to tell you where they're going to finish, uh, where we think they're going to finish next year in the overall status. So if you are doing a rookie draft, that will be a good one for you to listen to. Um, so we're not going to get too far into, hey, I think these players are going to be number 42nd next year. Like that's We're not even going to do that in the future. We're just going to give ranges because you know it's, it's, it's practically impossible to pick what exactly their rank is going to be. But the second-year players in Summer League are always the most interesting to me because that is a good uh, indicator of sleepers, or breakout potential players. And uh, I think one of those players already broke out. He's already a hot name in fantasy. He was already probably going to be on a ton of sleeper lists anyway. And he only played a handful of games, but he looked really good. And that's John Collins. We talked about John Collins like the entirety of last year. And, um, you know, he never really broke out, but the potential is there. Yeah, I mean, it's really just going to come down to the minutes and should be there, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why they would be um, – I mean, is Dwayne Dedman on the team still? I, I'm not following yes. Atlanta's offseason, so I don't, I don't even Dwayne care. Dwayne Dedman – Yeah, Dwayne Dedman's player option, so he is back. As he definitely should have. Uh, so you would really hope they get away from Dwayne Dedman and stick with um, John Collins there at the center spot. His per uh, 36 is uh, pretty pretty impressive when uh, you look at what he was doing at the beginning of that season. Uh, that did taper out quite a bit um, as the season went on. I, th- I still think you're looking at a guy who gets has an incredibly high percentage rate for field goals, so you're going to be, if you're excited about that kind of stuff, that's a guy you want to be uh, pegging right there. He's going to get points and rebounds. And I think potentially, you know, he could he could be a steel block guy if he's playing 30 minutes. I, I'm not going to put money on that by any means. Uh, but he also is flirting with a three-pointer. So, you know, if he's a three-steel block guy who's getting double-digit rebounds – that's the that's the type of guy you're going to want on your team. I just think he's going to be one of the hottest sleepers going into next year. Oh yeah, I'm with you there, and I don't think they have a ton a 
I mean, this team, man, they they bother me a little bit in the sense that I don't really know who they're going to play in that front court, right? Like they they love to mess with minutes and, and keep everybody a little bit lower than they should. And I mean, obviously they just made that trade for Jeremy Lin. And so the backcourt now is getting kind of bunched up too. Um, obviously Budenholzer has gone. So maybe, you know, the new coach here will commit to playing John Collins, 32, 33 minutes a night. And that's what we hope for. And if he does, then I think John Collins is probably in the top, maybe even top 50, but probably more like top 75. Yeah. I think, there's some some value to gain if he can improve his blocks, um, but he is a you know pretty good standard big man who gets um, rebounds at a very high rate. Rebounds are actually kind of a, a more interesting stat now, as rebounds are kind of uh, since everyone's uh, there's a little bit more positionless basketball being played in the league. There's only a handful of guys who are getting. 10. Super elite rebounds, right? Yeah, like ten rebounds a game is is as far as the number of guys getting it is way down. And yeah. so, like anyone who can get ten rebounds a game, like John Collins, might that's that's a big boost to your value in fantasy for sure. Yeah, I think uh, about fourteen. It looks like fourteen people ended up getting double digit rebounds last year, and that is including. Mr. Russell Westbrook. So yeah, and there was a time not that long ago where like pretty much every team had a guy who was somewhere right in that ten range. Yeah, and then you got you know your outliers Drummond and, and DeAndre Jordan with fifteen and or sixteen and fifteen respectively, um, and Demarcus Cousins in that list. And you know we we talked about Demarcus Cousins in the last podcast. So if you want to go find out what we think about that situation, um, though we're gonna have to rehash that because you know his timelines are we're gonna get more information on that as we get closer to the I season. I do want to hear what you think about their backcourt now that they added Jeremy Lin. So are they, are uh, they going to play Are they gonna play Young? Are they going to play Schroeder? Are they going to play Lin? Or are they going to try to do the crazy two-point guard thing? You know, I, I'm not going to put anything past Atlanta here. I, I think they literally don't have a clue what they're doing. Uh, they were probably one of the worst overall – fantasy teams like uh, fantasy wise like none of their players were really standouts um you know you can get value out of uh dennis schroeder and certain punt um i I think prince was good last year i like i think he'll be better next year um we were obviously huge on john collins but none of these guys are like you know top 40 players we're, we're talking about Jeremy Lin makes it interesting because he can be, when he's healthy, which hasn't been in a long time, um, he can be someone who gives fantasy value. So I don't know. I think they would probably do a little bit more Schroeder Lin running at the two and maybe get a little bit smaller in the wing. Yeah, but both those guys are bad defenders, aren't they? Yeah, but is Atlanta trying to win games? I mean... I guess not, but it doesn't some, seem like it. At some point, right? Like you, you gotta just not want to rip your hair out because you're giving up 120 points a game, right? Yes. Um, ideally, you would want to not be losing every single game. And uh, I will say this: I, I don't know that this has any effect on anything, but um, 
in, in my brief hiatus, I visited Atlanta and you couldn't walk two city blocks without seeing a billboard with Trey Young's face on it. Oh, really? They're hyping the, the Trey Young. Yeah. So um, I stayed in a hotel about two blocks from the Phillips Arena. Oh, nice. Just scouting. Are you just doing some, some local scouting? Yeah, you could say that. And like literally like there were billboards and like, what do they call those? Like banners? Those little things that, like you see on street signs? Yeah, yeah, like tenants like, or something. Yeah, and then they're like of Trey Young's face, like get, get pumped for the Hawks and all this, and it's like they're they're all in on Trey Young, which kind of made me think like maybe they're trying to trade Dennis Schroeder, right? Like now they got Lynn and and Trey Young, and and they're gonna go with that. Um, I mean, I think they should try to trade Dennis Schroeder. I don't know what the hell you could get for Dennis Schroeder. Everybody's got a point guard. I'm I'm saying this though, if they go into the season with those three, like I'm expecting Trey Young to play quite a bit until he proves maybe that he can't play. Because I mean, it just seemed like the hype was well, unreal for a rookie guy. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't I don't think other cities across the country are putting that out for a rookie. <laughs> no, there, I did not see any Larry Market and banners <laughs> up in Chicago last year. Uh, yeah, so I get the occasional Wendell Carter Instagram photo from the Bulls. They're like, "Oh, here he comes, Block Star. It's gonna be great." Um, so no inside yeah. information there. I'm just that's just what I saw, man. I'm just reporting what I saw. Well, let's talk about Trey Young and his summer league. Um, I guess debuts or whatever you want to call them. Trey Young uh, just couldn't hit the side of a barn. He looked horrendous shooting wise out on the court. Uh, a lot of people are already throwing in the towel on Trey Young saying he's a bust. And um, I kind of actually really, really like that fact because it's, it's the people who are underrated where you get the best value. Now is, is Trey Young going to be uh, standard league relevant I'm not, I'm not willing to go to that point, but as you just said, they're hyping him up. He's going to get minutes. Minutes are the most important stat that you need to know about. And other than the fact that he couldn't shoot, he did average um, – let me make sure I get this correct. 6.8 assists and a steal and a half. Seven assists and a steal and a half. So, um, it's 17 points, right? Like this could be the classic case. And and I think this is going to be the case. If we're talking about real basketball, Trey young is not going to be a good defender at all. No. Okay. So, right. Like the paths are going to maybe kind of diverge here. I think Trey young can be a pretty darn good fantasy player because we've seen in college and even in summer league now, right? Like he's a good passer. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. He's going to shoot a lot. He's going to score points. He's going to assist, and he's going to steal. Just the fact like, that he steals the ball does not make him a good defender, though. And I don't know that it contributes to winning basketball if you can score 20, but you give up 50 on the other end. But in fantasy, uh, right, we, don't, we care. don't care about this. So, like, if this keeps him off the court, we do care. If they're just going to throw him out there no matter what because he's a name brand, they're already hyping him, and he's going to get 30 minutes no matter what, all that stuff uh, we, we, we don't, that we don't care about uh, leads to seven assists, one and a half steals. Like that's stuff that is fantasy relevant and is standardly fantasy relevant. So okay. Here's one again, question. just in the draft, he's got a high ceiling and a low floor. 
Here's one question I want to flip to you. Would you take this guy in a Roto League, even if it's Dynasty? Even if it's Dynasty. How big is it? How big is the league? Standard? Just standard league? Roto? Let's say, let's say there's 12 teams, but just like most Dynasty Leagues, there's four extra bench spots. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a hard no. And and here's why I'm gonna say I'm the gonna same thing. No. I think he's gonna hurt you or be a net negative in a lot of categories, right? I don't think he's gonna block any shots. Maybe I'll go with a soft no. You know what I mean? I don't think he's gonna get very many rebounds. Like he's not gonna be a good rebounder at all. No. He's, he's gonna be a poor field goal shooter. That's for sure. Right? So like the categories start adding up of like He's going to be bad in enough categories where in Roto, I think it's kind of... All those young guards, especially the rookie guards, they turn the ball over a lot just because they're getting used to the speed of the game. And, you know, you actually want rookie guards to be turning the ball over because that means they're actually trying, you know. Uh, that Those numbers eventually go down once they catch up to the game, but that doesn't matter to you. You don't care. You're just drafting a dude for your, your redraft league. Yeah, I'd say much better head-to-head player than Roto, just in general for Trey Young. I guess is this a, if this is a dynasty league. I think it's a soft no. Re- yeah, redraft re- re- league, it's a hard no. Um, you, you know, you got to take a chance on some potential. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to talk about this when we talk about the rookies. I, I think that there's a lot of diverging paths when you get into one of those dynasty-only rookie drafts, and you know what I mean. Like sometimes you just take a shot on upside, especially if you're a really bad team. And maybe that's the kind of situation where you go for Trey Young in a Roto League, hoping that in three, four years' time he kind of puts it together a little more. Yeah, we are we are definitely going to talk uh, dynasty strategy, um, especially when it comes to the rookie draft uh, in, on our upcoming rookie episodes. So do uh, watch out for that pod to drop in the next week or so. Uh, but for Summer League, Trey Young, I think as a fantasy player – I'm very happy that the consensus is he is a bust because I think this will scare certain people off of him. And, you know, if you're in a deeper league, you could get him in, a, you know, the 12th round, 13th round, no problem. And you might have someone who's going to move up in the ranks if he's going to play, be playing 30 minutes a night. Fact. Let's talk about another second year player. So I guess Trey Young's not a second year player, but let's, let's stick with the second year players. We'll talk about a few rookies. Uh, I do want to get your uh, thoughts on a few of these uh, rookies who had some interesting summer leagues, but I want to talk about Jonathan Isaac, who um, was high on your list of rookies last year and who uh, sadly did have an injury last year. But also, um, had the skill set to be kind of one of those across the board type fancy players. Now he's still on the Magic, which still has a lot of log jam at his position. But Jonathan Isaac did look good in his limited amount of games in summer league. Um, I think he had what twenty points and seven rebounds against uh the nets that's pretty pretty nice um okay so i'm gonna... and five blocks against the grizzlies you know like we're talking about a guy who's across the board 
a very interesting fancy player. I'm going to read you four stats, and I think this is why you'll you'll think I love him, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm super scared, okay? Okay. So in his three summer league games, he averaged 1.3 steals and 2.7 blocks. In, oh, in, shit. In 27.3 minutes a game, okay? Sick with so, it. So in his 27 games last year as a rookie for the Magic, in 19.9 minutes a game, so basically 20 minutes a night, 1.2 steals and 1.1 blocks per game. Okay. Now, the worrying part for me is he played 27 games. <laughs> that is an issue. But, you know, and, he's young. And, he can re- you can recover from injuries like this. But, but and it kept, like, being the ankle and the ankle, right? And the, It was very and, naggy. And, well, and here was the thing that bugged the crap out of me about it. We kept saying, oh, like, another week he'll be back. Nothing. And then, like, a week and a half would pass, and they, someone would say, oh, what about Jonathan Isaac? Oh, next week. You know what I mean? And next week just never came. Like, it just seemed like he was out, and he was out, and he was out, and he was out. And they just, like, kept kind of egging you on, like, making you think he was on his way back, and then he never came. So I'm in it at the right price. Like, if someone's going to push this guy up a draft board, like, no way, right? Like, if you're telling me I got to pick this guy in the top 75, like, I'm probably out because I'm not sure he can stay healthy. But as, like, a, a bench flyer or after pick 80 or 85 or 90 in a draft, especially a standard league draft where there's replacement options available on the waiver wire, like, sure, I'm going to take a shot at Jonathan Isaac and just hope he can stay healthy enough to give me those steals and blocks. And it's not just the steals and blocks, too, right? Like, he can shoot threes a little bit. You know, he can rebound the ball. He can score some points. Like, he can do a lot of things. So he's a really interesting fantasy option, but he's got to stay healthy, and we don't know if he can do that or not. So he, he almost has the reverse option of Trey Young, where we, we're, we're pretty sure Trey Young is going to get the green light to uh, to just play 30 minutes and shoot all the ball, all, all the shots he ever dreamed of ever shooting. And, uh, you know, obviously that can change. But Jonathan Isaac, on the other hand, uh, but you know, what we're seeing with Trey Young, he's kind of a one-dimensional type of uh, fancy player. Jonathan Isaac, on the other hand, is a cross-the-board type of player, but we just don't know how much he'll play. But I, and actually, I don't know how many minutes he'll play. Oh, yeah, well, you got Vucevic, right? And you got Vucevic, you got Bamba. Gordon should be playing. Gordon, yeah. So, I mean, you got a lot of options there for Magic. In, in the four, Jonathan Isaac should be playing the four. Mo Bamba exists. Who um, looked, you know, pretty decent in summer league? Blocked Jonathan Isaac's absolutely actually best position might be as like a stretch five too, because he could create some havoc as a stretch five. Probably he would be fun as a stretch five. I would be interested in that. And the, the Orlando Magic need to. Uh, well, so that's never going to happen, obviously, because Mo they, tra- they they drafted Mo Bamba and they got Vooch back, right? And I mean, for anything, whatever you want, I just want to say about Vooch, right? Vooch is a good rebounder, and Vooch is a good scorer, and Vooch can do a lot of things, right? Vooch like, is a fantastic fantasy player. Yeah, um, so very very underrated. So I actually I actually think Jonathan Isaac will be, you know, if there's sleeper need- sleeper one A and one B, it's going to be John Collins and Jonathan Isaac. Uh, they need to be popular. Though. I still don't know who's going to play point guard for them. I can't figure it out. Is it going to be DJ Jerry, Augustine again? Jerry Grant, Jerry Grant? What do you mean? They just they just traded for the Bulls' best point guard. <laughs> yeah. That's, Jerry and Grant, man. That's the best joke I've heard all day. 
I'm trying. You know what? I'm trying not to talk about the Bulls, but you know, you had to bring you had to bring up Jerry and Grant. Well, since we're on the Bulls, what do you yeah. think of that signing? I mean, I thought it was – I actually thought it was a good, like, upside shot on a player who I think is a pretty good player. Now, he's not a good defender. No. You can score the ball, and Chicago's not trying to win games anyways. Uh, it's a one uh, – so we're talking about, obviously, Jabari Parker, two years, $40 million. That's too much money. But it's a one-year rental. And what else are you going to do with that money? I think what else you could do with that money was obviously take on bad assets and get – first round draft picks like other teams did that to me would have been um my more favorable strategy but here's the thing for the very first time in three years it seems like the bulls have a strategy they're going to take on these young this young talent they're going to have young assets they're going to try to score 125 points a game Uh, they don't care about defense and they're going to take some shots on a handful of players, some of them more distressed um, talents than others. And if one hits, the, I, I'm actually thinking about doing you know, a little preview of, a, of an article I might write. I might get back into the writing game. But if luck is the only way to get good, whether that be luck in the draft or luck with one of your players, whatever, then the Bulls are going just a different luck route. Is is it a better – do you have a better chance of hitting it right with uh, a high draft pick or former high draft picks? And the answer is probably high draft pick. But if luck's the only reason you get good in, in the NBA, either luck through the draft or luck through signings, and then you know big names come to you once you're good. Then this is a, at least a strategy. I'll take it. You got to admit though that Parker contract is so much better than Zach Levine. I'm not. Uh, I'm not pleased with the Zach Levine contract. Not at all. I would take that Jabari Parker contract tw- twenty times before I take that Zach Levine one. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, definitely. Anytime, any day. Zach, like I said, when you're getting outsmarted by the Sacramento Kings. You are not doing it right. So stop. I was ready to fire the whole everybody involved. I was ready to sell the team uh, that I that I don't own. But um, now uh, all it took was the Jabari signing to be like, well, you know, maybe. Um, and also, uh, I don't know if people saw the uh, after the French World Cup, one of the French players just got on TV and yelled, "I love Derrick Rose." You see this? <laughs> No, I miss that man. And that you know what that did? I became a Bulls fan once I saw uh this clip of um of this French player yelling I love Derrick Rose on on TV after winning the World Cup. It's amazing. Like you have to go look it up. It's one of the weirder clips you'll ever see um Griezmann. He he just got on TV and yelled I love Derrick Rose. It's, uh, it's uh, he, he does Fortnite dances and all, all kinds of stuff, man. Who, who knows what that guy? I'm in. I'm in. So since we're on the Bulls, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Wendell Carter Jr. A lot of people are saying he is kind of the breakout star of, of, of Summer League. And a handful of people are saying he might have been uh, the steal of the draft. What did you think about Wendell Carter? Um, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think these are the kind of guys 
who can sneak up on us in the draft, right? Like him and, and Bagley played side by side at Duke, right? So we sometimes don't see the best of either player when they have, yeah, when have that's two not men, right that are really good on a college team. And it seemed like Carter was taking a backseat to Bagley for whatever reason. Um, yeah, right. Whether that seemed to work, right? It worked for their team at that time. Uh, but it, you, I think it allowed other people to pick apart Carter before the draft, which was to the benefit of the Chicago Bulls. Right, and, and I mean, if you followed any of my like pre-draft content, you know, I, I was I was down on both Bagley and Carter, and I think a lot of it had to do with that, right? Like you didn't see some of the things you wanted to see, and and some of it was they were just playing together, and so they both can't do the thing you want to see, right? So sometimes one did it and sometimes the other did it. And then like, you know, that kind of took away from the other one. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought he looked really good, right? He looks really strong with the blocks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Bulls are willing to just tell Robin Lopez he's out. So, yeah, I think that's with Wendell Carter, he's got that kind of potential. The question, like you said, is, is Robin Lopez going to step out of the way or are the Bulls going to approach Robin Lopez and have him step out of the way because if the minutes are there, Wendell Carter gets a little interesting. Um, Wendell Carter looks like he's a pretty good rebounder. Uh, he blocked uh, over two and a half shots during summer league. Uh, so it doesn't look like he has some pretty decent timing on his shot blocking skills. And, you know, he got a rebound and took a one step out and, and nailed a three. He, he hit a, a handful of threes during summer league as well. And, you know, he's kind of that new breed of center, and uh, to me, you know, we're, we're getting a, a couple of those guys in this draft, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. being another one of those guys who can block shots and can hit threes. And if Wendell Carter Jr. plays starters minutes, he becomes a fantasy asset. Well, he's going to be hard to hold back, too, right? Like, we saw him guarding some perimeter guys, too, and, like, having some success there, right? Like, He's yeah. already probably a better player than Robin Lopez. Like, is that crazy to say? Like, I don't, I don't think so, and I don't know if I would go that far. I'm, a, I'm kind of a Robin Lopez, Robin Lopez. Oh, you know, I'm a big Robin guy. Lopez guy too, right? But yeah, we're we're fans, and I, you know, Robin Lopez is working on that three uh, as well to to diversify his game. But are they comparable? Probably. Well, and for this team too, right? Like, it just makes more sense to play. Wendell Carter, 25, you know, the, the, the lion's share of the minutes and play Robin Lopez, the backup share of the minutes. But we've seen this with the Kings, right? Like the Kings last couple of years, they've had guys like Willie Cauley-Stein and De'Aaron Fox, and they start them out in that like 20 to 22 minute a night roll. And then like after the first month passes, oh, the young guy's up to like 25. And then he gets up to 28 and then he get, finally takes over and becomes the starter and plays 30. And then he plays 31 or 32 by the end. And it's like, is that what we're going to see with the bulls? Because that isn't great for fantasy over the long track of the season, because he spends so much time playing not that many minutes that you kind of get far enough behind where maybe you can't make it up when he finally does kick in and play the big minutes. Well, I mean, I think the we don't know because the Bulls, I think, were going to slow roll Larry Markkinen in the exact same way last year, but Bobby Portis punched out Nico Miritich, and they were both 
well, one of them was suspended. The other one was in the hospital. I don't know how everybody said it on Bobby Portis' side with this whole uh, assault uh, ordeal, but that allowed Larry Markin to start immediately, and then everybody's like, oh, this guy is uh, NBA starter right now. He's that good. And I don't, you're not going to, unless Bobby Portis knocks out Robin Lopez, which, you know, I'm not going to put it past him. Maybe that's Bobby Portis's role on the team. Do you ever think about that? He's, he's punching guy. people out to get playing time for his friends. <laughs> for, for the rookies, for the young, for the young men. Well, I, re- I respect that. Uh, he should go to, he should go to the uh, Kings and start knocking people out though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't punch. I wouldn't even try to ever upset someone like Zach Randolph. That guy. I think is, Zach Randolph might awesome. eat him like a salad. Yeah. Zach Randolph is awesome. And number two, I ain't messing with Zach Randolph. Um, so that's a wait and see uh, kind of situation. If I had to put money on it, it's going to be a slow burn into, into the starting role, but probably not the terrible situation that the Kings were because uh, that's a little bit unexplained. I think the Bulls, even though they keep getting outsmarted by the Kings, I think they're still ran better than the Kings. Uh, I will go on record saying that, so. Um, let's talk about a few more second-year players, and let's talk about one guy who did not have a very good summer league, which, uh, as we said before, you have a good summer league, great. You have a bad summer league, eh, you know, not not so good. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. And if you're a second-year player having a having a bad summer league. Yeah, or 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 larger, right? We see some third year, fourth year guys get in here and stink to join up and it's like um like Malachi Richardson man pour one out for that guy. Yeah, Malachi Richardson is probably done in the NBA. And actually this guy I think is done in the NBA too. Is, is this his second year or is this his third year? I think uh, one to oh no, it's his third year. Dragon Bender, the Dragon. It's his third year in the NBA. Now he was sort of injured his rookie year, but that guy looks like trash. Yeah, and um, so way back in the day, I think you and I had this debate where they picked the two big men, right, in the same draft. It was yeah. Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender. And I kept saying, for fantasy, I think you want Marquise Chris and not Dragon Bender. I believe you were on the other side of that. I was probably on the Dragon Bender bandwagon because he's got a cool name. That's usually – that's why people ask you for advice because you're like, I've looked at the stats and I was like, well, Dragon Bender's got a cool name though, and I'm going with him. Like, that's not good advice at all. Um, though down the stretch, Dragon Bender playing some extended minutes on a Suns team that was trying to tank um, immensely, uh, was hitting threes, getting close to ten rebounds a night, getting a block a game. Like, I don't, I don't think he's done, but it looks like the talent's not there. Okay, so this guy's twenty years old. Yeah. So I, I to say he's done, done, I would never That's say that. too early. Way he's too early for that. Oh yeah, and, and right, and we've seen there's guys in this draft, right? Grayson Allen is like 23 years old already. Yeah, he's like a grown man, tripping people, elbowing people in the neck, right? Um, just like he is. What's like? How much money would you put on Grayson Allen getting knocked the hell out by a a, a real basketball player sometime during the season? Because I'd put it at about 120 percent. 
Um, no comment on that. Um, but here's the thing I'll say. Here's the thing I'll say. I don't yeah. think Dragon Bender is ever going to be a good fantasy player, even if he got starters minutes. Okay? So follow me on this track. Okay? In the two years we've seen him play, his best field goal percentage was last season at 38%. I don't think we've ever seen anyone shoot two years in a row at under 38% and turn into a positive asset in field goal percentage, have we? Mm, I'm going to go with no. Okay. So tick number one, he's a okay to bad free throw shooter. Like, he's going to shoot somewhere around 70%, I think, for his his haul. Maybe 75. Like, that's not... It's not terrible, but it's not great, right? It's and not, not good. And that's what I mean. And so, like, what category do you see him producing anything, even in 32 minutes? Like, he might get you a block a game. He might... I mean, like, look at his per 36 numbers. But he's, he's not going to get you any assists. He's going to give you probably zero steals. He doesn't do it. He's not an elite blocker. Everybody shoots threes. So even if he became like a really good three point shooter, who yeah. gives a crap? Just, and even just, the rebounds are rare. And if he's became a good rebounder, like who cares? Okay. So his per 36 minute numbers for his career are better than last year. So I'll read the career. Okay. okay. 6.3 rebounds, 2.1 assists, less than half a steal at 0.4, and one block and 9.2 points with two three pointers. Yeah. He's never getting 36 minutes a game. Like, I just don't see anything for this guy as as being, like, even a standard fantasy, like, end-of-your-roster type guy. I'm out. I'm out on him. I'm going to pour one out. I'm out. I'm completely out. Sorry, Dragonbender. You're done. You're playing behind uh, Dante Ayton. Like, you, you don't have any time to play. Like, there's just – it's I'm out. And, and this is something we see happen in – DeAndre Ayton. I keep getting that guy's name wrong. I'm going to say his name wrong the rest of the year. And, and here's one thing I'll say about rookie drafts. Pick someone you feel good about. This guy was the number four pick in 2016. If you just pick, like, based on what NBA teams picked, like, that you're doing it wrong. Pick it's, someone you personally feel good about. I personally feel good about this player playing in the NBA, doing this, doing that, being good at this, being good at that. Like, Dragon Bender is never going to be – a top even 100 fantasy player, I don't think. And he was picked fourth overall. Yeah, it's um, it's a sad day in Dragon Bender's life when uh, the Watching the Boxes podcast officially calls his career over. Um, I want to talk about another weird-looking big man. <laughs> He's and, such a nice uh, guy. You know, I thought you were going to want to talk about Josh Jackson because I, I don't think he looked – Superb either. I, I I do want to talk about Josh Jackson, but I think you know I can't leave the people hanging with the other weird looking big guy. Um, I'm going to talk about Anti Zizic for the Cleveland <laughs> Cavalier, Clavaliers. Wait, is he your aunt? The Clavaliers. I can't even say words anymore. I'm having a stroke. Um, you just call this man your aunt? Anti Anti Zizic. <laughs> That's my guy. That is the worst pronunciation of his name I've ever heard. Old Ante Zizic. <laughs> um, it's Ante Zizic. Ante Zizic. <laughs> I refuse to learn these people's names until they become good at basketball. And even then I, um, I don't do so well. I had a pretty good summer league in limited games. 
20 points, 12 rebounds, um, but zero blocks, which is kind of weird. But on a Cleveland team that allegedly is going to keep Kevin Love, might not, is there room on a rebuilding Cleveland team for someone like my aunt Zizich or <laughs> do you really think they're going to go, Hey, remember when Kevin Love was, you know, 25 and 12, um, let's, let's maybe make the playoffs with them. Um, so, so Mr. Zizich here has done some good things. Um, in European basketball, like put up some really good stat lines. Um, he has proven to be a good rebounder and pretty much a double double threat when he gets the minutes in European basketball. And he averaged 0.8 blocks a game in like 22 minutes in the Euro League um, when he played there. So he's a good he's a good in those three categories. He's not good at much else other than he's going to shoot a good field goal percentage. So he's like got four categories, but he's not going to help you in four categories. He's one of those types. Yes. Um, so obviously in a roto league, like that's hard to draft because he's going to be a poor free throw guy. I'm, I'm almost positive and he's not going to assist and he's not going to steal. So, I mean, what was the question? Like if, if they like trade, the, Kevin the, Love, is, is he worth is, it? Is he, is he worth looking at if he's, if they're going to play him 30 minutes a night? Well, sure. I mean, he could be Enos Cantor with a little bit more blocks. Okay. He can be a points and rebounds guy. I mean, we've seen that in summer league. We've seen that in European ball when he gets the minutes, right? Like this summer league, he only played two games, but he averaged 20 and a half points and 12 and a half rebounds, right? Like he can be a, a, a big kind of double double guy with points when he gets the offensive flow through him. I don't see that happening in the NBA anytime soon or at all. Right. But I mean, this guy, he's one of those guys like a Kahlo Quinn type. I think he's going to be a permanent guy that people are going to get excited about. Cause like he'll get the one off game where he does get 30 minutes and he'll have a big night. But then most of the time he's playing somewhere between ten and fifteen minutes, and you're just sad. Yeah, he's probably streaming. Best case scenario, you occasionally stream him, and that's at least someone you know that's different than last year, where he was definitely not on a radar. But but you know, I mean, he could be on a radar this year. It's it's there's potential there, and things can change fast, right? Like if if we see for whatever reason that the Cavs are starting him at, in training camp and in the preseason. And, you know, then we might have a different conversation, but as of right now, like I'm not looking at him in any kind of standard league draft at all. That comes at you fast, especially when you're on LeBron's former team. Uh, let's talk about Josh Jackson as another um, kind of disappointing summer league. Uh, not, not a good time for the Suns having two guys crap it up in, in summer league. And Josh Jackson is one of those guys who I think we pegged last year as another guy who could be kind of a, maybe a frisky fancy player across the board type um, defensive stopper. So he could get those steals and I'm not sure things are looking good in his, uh, his direction. Well, and this team just has so many guys they can play too, right? Like, I mean, they, they just keep adding people, right? They got TJ Warren. They got uh, 
Mikel Bridges now, oh, right? They got yeah. Mikel Bridges, yeah, right? So, like, they just keep adding these wing types that they could play. Um, so Trevor, thoughts... Trevor Reza, who knows where Trevor is going to play? Yeah, right? They got Trevor Reza. He's going to play the four? I would assume Trevor Reza's in that three mix. Um, yeah. yeah. I lost my Josh Jackson stats from Summer League, but I don't think it matters. I don't yeah, you um, know what? We said we weren't going to do any of those stats. You know, I don't want to see his stats. All you know, all I need to know is that he didn't play well, and that's usually a bad sign. But here's the Does thing. doesn't mean like, anything. What, what I wanted to see was the games, right? Because I don't think he played in all their games. Did he? he only play in like two or three games? Yeah, I don't think he played in all the games. Um, it could have just been a bad couple games. What we saw last year wasn't half bad for fantasy, right? Like, he got Not 20. He only terrible. Played, he only played 25 minutes. He got you a steal. He got you half a block. He got you 13 points. He got you 4.6 rebounds. Like, that's pretty good in 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, he's I, a bad... I, for some reason, I just feel like seeing him play bad in Summer League gives me a, uh, leaves a bad taste in my mouth when I'm looking at him and even over the last, like, couple months when he was playing over 30 minutes a game, he was kind of like... A steal and a half, and eighteen points doesn't doesn't shoot threes, doesn't get hit free throws. He's bad. Like, he's bad shooting from everywhere, right? Bad field goal, yeah. bad three point, bad free throw. Like, not a good shooter. Like I've seen, I've seen these the stat line. I've seen it before. There's like four or five other dudes who have the stat line on your waiver wire right now. So like, he just happens to be the youngest guy with that stat line. Right, but. I mean, I guess that's promising in some ways, but yeah. I mean, this is not a guy I'm gonna dra- I'm gonna draft probably at all because I think the minutes are limiting his potential maybe more than the stat line. Yeah, perhaps um, with another right. year under his belt, a little bit more maturity, gets a little bit better at his game. Perhaps he's able to uh, improve, but how does he get on the floor? And I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't know how he's going to get on the floor this year. Not like yeah. someone like. Um, I have more faith in Jonathan Isaac getting on the floor, and then I also have more faith in Jonathan Isaac's overall fantasy appeal. Well, I and I have like Josh Jackson. And here's the other thing I'll say about that. Right, I would say Jonathan Isaac is a much better per minute producer. So, I would take Jonathan Isaac if you told me he's getting 20 minutes over 26 minutes of Josh Jackson. Okay. Right? Like, if you told me this is a given, these this guy gets 20, this guy gets 26, which guy would you take in fantasy? I'd take Jonathan Isaac's 20 over Josh Jackson's 26. Yeah, I think those would be semi-comparable, uh, minus the points, I guess. Right, you're, so, gonna, you're just going to get more across the board, uh, the stuff that you're not going to get from Josh Jackson. You're going to get it from Jonathan Isaac. Right, and so then you got to feel good about, like, if that's the minutes to start the season, right? Like, you got to feel like Jonathan Isaacs might go up um, at some point, whether that be through trade or injury or whatever. And so I'm always going to kind of, in a standard league, want the guy who's producing better per minute, especially if we're talking about a late pick. Like, I think both those guys are going to be. Yeah, these. I mean, like we're saying, this is summer league. This literally means nothing. Other than these are guys that caught our eye for a certain reason, whether they were good or bad. And they were also guys who really should be someone you're looking at when you, for your upcoming season. 
um, whether they are on the fringe of your draft or someone who is potentially a top 120 player. Um, and that, that's kind of what we're trying to get at is like summer league doesn't mean anything, but it's a good first look at these first and uh, second year players. And, and these are the guys I ha- we have on our radar now based on um, their summer league, or at least their radar is changing, right? We're getting a different signal back from that radar ping. Like Jordan Bell uh, looked, you know, like Jordan Bell. I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about Jordan Bell. DeAndre Fox looked like DeAndre Fox. We're not going to talk about him. Uh, these are guys that just look different after seeing them in our, in our after summer league. And uh, there, we have a couple more guys. Um, we're going to talk about rookies. I think we'll stick to second-year players. Um, we'll talk about rookies next time. But who was the next guy I wanted to talk about? I already forgot. His name is Derek White on the San Antonio Spurs, a team that did lose their – pseudo backup point guard aka the uh, legend tony parker and do have minutes to fill so you know the combination of him looking kind of good in summer league with the fact that he looked like he could handle the ball they kind of need a backup point guard behind Dejounte murray uh we don't know what's going on with manager ginobili Derek White's now a name that someone I would never even even bother to 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 look at is is now someone I'm I'm giving a giving a hard stare. Um, he's getting creeped out about. It. He's like, "Why are you staring at me? This is weird." That's fair. This is a Greg Popovich rotation, though, and that scares me a little bit in the sense that I think he's going to chop and change those minutes enough that. He's going to be hard, especially in a standard league to own. Now in a deeper league, sure, right? Where a, where a player who plays 20 minutes a night consistently can be owned. Sure. Um, I'm a little more interested in Derek White, but, I mean, like you said, he's probably going to maybe be the backup point guard at, at best, right, behind Murray. and Sure. Um, and like it's, so we're saying, like it's so a little we're... sketchy, right, like yeah. just owning that player in a standard league. He did and some I, things I like to see, though, right? Like, I mean, look good. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm with you on the standard league. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to have that discussion. But now I have an eye. If I'm in a standard league, I now have an eye on this guy, where before I didn't. Because you know, you put up 23 points. Uh, now this is small sample size theater. Three games, 30 minutes a game, 23 points, shot 45 percent, almost seven rebounds, seven assists over a steal a game, and a block. You have my attention. Yeah, this is one of those guys I watch list, like, right away. Right, yeah. like, as soon as the draft ends. Because that way, like, if I see Murray go down or whatever, like, I can flip right to that watch list and quickly find this guy and, and add him. Um, because if he gets the minutes, like like you're saying, he's probably going to be good in fantasy. I just don't see the minutes being there early in the season. No, not but, right away. And this also could be the summer league trick where – Oh yeah, he looks great in the summer league, but we just can't cut it against real NBA talent. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's pop, right? Like, I mean, I mean, is there? Who was their first round pick last year? Yeah, trust him, pop. You know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, DeJounte Murray looked bad, right? Like all of his rookie. And then he did that last year. So I, I think I think Derek White will be okay if he gets the minutes. I just don't think he'll get him. I do trust him, Pop. Um, another guy who – actually, this guy was on our radar last year. Another interesting across-the-board type fantasy player. And just, you know, on a team that is – thanks to a particular superstar uh, kind of stuck on a team with no future, just crawling out of a crater left by this superstar, no assets on the, t- no draft picks, just basically this franchise ruined by this um, unnamed superstar. When you, I- when you do these long ones, I always think you maybe have no idea who you're even talking about. I definitely do. I'm just, you know, I'm talking about uh, the Miami Heat, and I'm talking about Bam Adebayo. Oh, and you did good on that one. I'm impressed. I'm working on, I'm working on that one because I like this guy. Um, had a pretty good summer league. Um, Twelve points, twelve rebounds. Like, not not a great summer league, but also showed flashes during the uh, regular season every once in a while as as a guy just uh, who could be one of those like blocking a steal 10 and 15 you know like that's that's in his dna somewhere i don't know if the minutes are there can it's another I, can, one of, it's another one of those are the minutes there and it's probably the answer is probably no can i take you on our way back time machine for a second Sure. I love this way back time machine. So do you remember what I said about Adebayo this time last year? Mm, I think you were saying he's got a great name and that LeBron ruined the franchise. No, that was, that was me. No, I do not remember what you're saying. Like I was big on this guy last year. I thought last year he actually looked a lot better maybe than even he did this year. And I think this guy's got a lot of interesting tools. But that Heat team, man, they just don't seem to want to thrust him into big minutes. And Whiteside's going to be back. And right, even Whiteside, like they, they don't, they seem to be kind of going away from playing that that big man, like big minutes. Right, they're kind of going to the Raptors mode of like keeping the big man at twenty five minutes now. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk's still hanging out there. You know, like it's just right. Like this is this. Like I'm not in him to him for fantasy this year. If you told me though, that he was on a team and going to get starters minutes, I'd, I'd be in on this guy as a late round flyer. Cause I don't think many other people would be in on him. And I think he's going to produce some interesting stuff. He is a good passer for a big man. Yes. He is a good yes, rebounder for a big man. He's he a very can... intangible looking uh, fancy player. Yeah, right. And, and the only thing is, he doesn't shoot many threes. I mean, he shot seven last year, and he missed all seven. Um, so he doesn't shoot threes. But other than that, I, I like I like Bam Adebayo, but I don't think he's going to get the minutes. I think that's fair, um, but also kind of caught my eye. Just kind of interested in that Miami team. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot more of the same as it was last year, but. And there's always That's, a chance somebody breaks out and, and, and it gets gets interesting in Miami. It's going to be a headache to talk about that team in the preview. Yes, it will. Um, we're gonna because, be like, well, this guy's good at this and this. Well, we but... got 
we got two seasons worth of sample size. Last season was kind of a mess. The season before that, a couple guys broke out, but there were some injuries involved, and uh, that allowed some of those guys to play more. So, like, it's it's that's not going to be a fun one. That's one of the teams you're going to miss in the preseason every time, right? Because you're going to predict them all to kind of eat into each other's minutes, and then if one or two go down, the other ones are going to look good, but you don't know which ones are going to go down, so you have no idea. It's not a very draft sexy two. Um, it could be one of those like you take late round flyer, late draft flyer on some of their better ones and hope somebody gets injured. I don't know why I would do that. Like, eh, so I don't think that's even worth it. Um, that, that that might be a deeper league strategy though. That one, I could. Yeah. Not, not, not the worst idea. Uh, one more guy that I I saw I actually watched this this guy play. Uh, oh, you haven't seen some of these other guys? You were just making did, stuff up. No, I saw some of these guys play, but I actually like watched a couple of these Charlotte games. I don't know why I was watching multiple Charlotte games. Oh, you're a closet Hornets fan. Yeah, I saw some of these guys like one time, and I was like, oh, it looks good. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. Oh, this is your boy, Mike. Like this guy, fantasy wise, he's a sneaky player. Um, he. Had a pretty good like he he's he looked like a man, a man among boys, which I think he actually might be, um, uh, actually pretty old, but he looked good in um his four games, eighteen points. This is going to be rebounds. a third year player playing in the summer league though. Is that even fair? It's not fair. He's a man among, among boys, but the reason I bring him up is because the situation in Charlotte has changed. Dwight Howard, not there. Ms. MacBiombo is there. And MacBiombo, meh, not that good. Can we agree that Frank Kaminsky should really only play center? I can agree to it. You think the Charlotte Hornets are going to agree to that? Well, right. I mean, they got a new kind of whole new scheme there, right? New coach, new front office. Like, so I don't know what they're thinking. Um, it's Mitch Kupchak, so you know he he is who he is, and the coach we don't know much about at all, right? No, um, I don't know anything about this guy. So, and then they have Cody Zeller, who I, I think so. Much That's better. your boy, Cody Zeller is your boy. You, well, you I, I always think he's a a real good, like real NBA player, and I let that cloud my fantasy judgment sometimes, right? Like. You ever watch Cody Zeller play? Like, I think he just does a lot of good basketball things. He's also not a bad fantasy player. Um, so I I don't know what you're gonna say about this guy, Willie Hernan Gomez, but I will say I'll say what I what I think. He's a good permanent producer. Yeah, we can agree on that. You can just go to his basketball reference and look at the per thirty six minute stats, right? Like, they're sexy. Yep. But. Would you okay? I'm gonna say a number, and you you say which way you'd bet, higher or lower. Okay, okay. I'll start out at 25 minutes a game. Oh, that's a really good. That's a really good over under. I'm gonna go with. Oh man, I'm gonna go with under. Yeah, and and so and so right away, right? Like, got my hopes up. Like it's hard to play. It's hard to say anybody's a standard league fantasy guy in under twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, that is one hundred percent true. Um, and, 
And it's not that I don't like this guy, right? Like some people will say, oh, you're so down on this guy. You hate this guy. No, no, that has nothing to do with it. Like I like watching this guy play. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I his play in Summer League. I am a big fan of another Charlotte player that played in Summer League, and, and you guys will hear about that in a future episode. Is it a freak Malik Monk? It is not. What? Um, but I, I just don't see the minutes like opening up for this guy. And if I'm wrong, great. The minutes potential is there, is higher now than it was last year. But Fact. with the addition of Bismack Biombo, I'm now I was less interested. And, well, and you got four mouths to feed, right? And like, yeah. all of them seem like they deserve some minutes. And that's when my head starts exploding because I'm like, well, if you give this guy 15 minutes and this guy 15 minutes and this guy. 15 or 20 minutes and this guy like all the minutes start getting going real fast right yeah this is probably a deep league only type of play but uh i'm a little bit more interested in hernan gomez this year than last year and that just might be something to keep on your radar if you are in one of those big leagues deep leagues um deep diving for will uh, for all willie here's another thing that i will say worries me about any player William, and maybe this is the the end of his conversation. 18.4 minutes a game as a rookie for the Knicks fell to nine in his second season. I always hate to see that because that means the team kind of soured on a young player and there could be a lot of of reasons for that, but like... Not the best defender, old Willie. Right, and so, you know what I mean? Like, that's never a good sign in my book. And some guys do bounce back from that, but other guys, they kind of... Never. Never bounce yeah, back. They kind of float away. That's fair. Um, I think that is it for our uh, mostly second-year players in Summer League. We are going to be doing a rookie um, review draft. We'll probably talk about their Summer League, talk about their positions on their team, and where we're thinking about ranking them. Uh, in a future uh, podcast, so do be sure to pay attention to the podcast feed um, over the next week to see if that comes across. And like we said, we are just launching our Patreon, where you can get uh, exclusive content if you subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Please check that out if you want to support the podcast. And even if you say, you know, too rich for my blood, Give us a review and rating on wherever you're downloading this podcast. That helps us out as well. Uh, we really appreciate that. That helps people find the podcast or just uh, just tell a friend. But we're going to have a lot of really good content coming your way this offseason to prepare you for your draft uh, for the upcoming NBA season. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I, this is the best, it's the best time of year. Everybody's Everybody's got the same... Uh, record, and then I could root for the Bulls for at least, you know, the, until the first two weeks of the season. There's always hope here, but we're getting to that part that always makes me a little queasy, like the next month where not much happens. Yeah, this is another good uh, lull in the NBA season where you could actually, you know, uh, visit with your friends and family, maybe take a walk outside of your house to the outdoors where the sun might be um, instead of watching summer league like a lunatic. I might be just talking to myself. 
This might be just my own personal advice. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Summer so, League's over, though, now, right? Today was the finals, so... Yeah. Um, no, you don't have to worry about it anymore. I got some games taped, though, that I missed, so I'll still be watching, but... Yeah, Tyler will still be inside watching Summer League. But I, I'm going to go outside, see what's happening out there. I wonder... I have no idea what could be going on out there. Uh, but like I said, thanks for listening. We're excited to start another season. We're excited to be able to provide exclusive content via Patreon. Um, so check that out. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, lead feedback. If there's episodes you like, content you want to hear, you want to hear more Dynasty stuff, you want to hear more Keeper questions, like send them through. Get on Twitter and add us. I am at Watch the Boxes. And Tyler, finally getting rid of his old Twitter name, is at Tyler P. Watts with two T's. Finally joining the, the logical sense of not using four fours at the end of his Twitter handle. Good Just job, for Tyler. you, Mike. Just for you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you this year. Um, also, Listener Leagues. Uh, check out our Patreon page for that as well. And if you love Daily Fantasy, check out draft.com use the promo code boxes Uh, we're gonna have those projections out on hashtag basketball they actually might be out there right now and we're gonna have mark roberts on the show to talk about them um the the number one uh projection expert in fantasy basketball it's gonna be a busy busy offseason are you excited tyler i'll take that silence as a yes tyler was so excited i'm always pumped for this. Tyler said he, he fell asleep. Um, Dude, no, the draft prep is my favorite. Draft prep is the best. Everybody, that's the best time of the fancy season, too. That's right. I'm always pumped to, to break down why Malik Monk is a better player than Tyler Dorsey. Wow. Well, you're, you're more excited than I am. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will catch you soon. Have a good night, everybody.